Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here, my friend. Coming up on this week's show, we got a review from... uh, Now, I don't know exactly what the cruise line's called because it's called so many different names, but uh, we're going to call it Celebration Cruises. It's a cruise line. It used to be Carnival Celebration. Now it's based out of West Palm Beach. Celebration Cruises. Tommy was just on there. So uh, Tommy will check in and give us a review here a little later on in the program. Before we get to Stuart Chiron, the cruise guy, I do want to remind you of a couple of things. One, be sure to join us on our Cruise Radio Insider Facebook group. Uh, a lot of great commentary on cruise news happening in there. Just search us, Cruise Radio Insider, uh, on Facebook. I'll also link to it in the show notes at cruiseradio.net. And the second thing, we recently started doing a Cruise Radio news pieces on top of our articles. It's an audio player. So if you want to listen to the story instead of reading it, just go to our article at cruiseradio.net and click the player, and you can hear a 60-second soundbite instead of reading the whole article. It makes things a little easier for you there. Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is here. What's up, Stuart? Hey, Doug. How's it going? Good, man. First things first, let's talk about that ship fire on Royal Caribbean's Freedom of the Seas. What happened? Well, what we do know is the ship was uh, in the process of uh, berthing in Salamis, Jamaica, and a fire broke out, a uh, mechanical fire. The fire was uh, immediately uh, extinguished. captain did uh, send the, the passengers to their muster stations, uh, what Royal Caribbean said was a out of abundance of caution, which certainly makes sense. No passengers were injured, and unfortunately, one crew member did suffer first-degree burns. And what we do know is that uh, the Royal Caribbean, the, the ship, uh, did not sustain enough damage, uh, so it will continue on its seven-day cruise uninterrupted. That's a big ship. How big is that ship, Stuart? It is 154,000. Yeah, okay. For people who are sailing on that ship in the future, everything okay with it? As of right now, okay. uh, it, it should be going according to plan. Alrighty, looks like Norwegian Cruise Lines is screwing with gratuities again. What's happening here? Well, they're they're raising the gratuities for the second time in about five months, and you know some people say, you know, what, what's the big deal? Well, I mean, I mean, it, it's they're they're they are making changes, they are upgrading things, but before you stick it to people, you know, make make the changes impact their experience first. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, some people would say that the gratuities are kind of getting out of hand. It's it, you know I mean typically I mean it could be almost a hundred dollars per person, <laughs> and if it's supposed to be at your discretion, then what are you hitting me uh, for uh, at the beginning? And Norwegian is the only cruise line, Doug, and it's that puts in their passenger contract that um, you know one they they do automatically add these uh, gratuities to your onboard account subject to adjustment by the passenger, they claim that it is intended to reward service provided in all departments and job categories and is distributed to employees according to carrier's evaluation of the job performance, Hmm. which means that if you are giving $50 to your cabin steward, um, they can give him $20 Uh, of of the 50. Okay. Um, Not to mention, and here's the last part of this, is that a portion of the service charge collected by the carrier, which is NCL, is also used for fleet-wide crew welfare programs. Hmm. So the bottom line is that the money you're intending to give to your waiter, your busboy, the cabin steward staff, it's not all getting to them. 
Wow. Okay. So Norwegian currently, as we stand today, they're at twelve ninety five per person per day, but they're jacking it up to thirteen fifty per person per day. But some people may argue that the crew is worth every penny of that. What would you say to that? It's money that you should be able to give to the crew, uh, and, and in whatever denomination that, that you want. Mm-hmm. But you know, some people would also say on the other side of it, Doug, is that you are paying for for services. And, uh, you know, gratuity is supposed to be a little something. Yeah. Uh, it's like with the, the, you know, just last week, the, the restaurant charges uh, went uh, on, on some of the restaurants went a la carte. And for some people, like, you know, the prices, you know, the, the charges could go up. Uh, you know, it's been pointed out that, well, when you add in what everybody gets, it could be a little less. Well, if it could be a little less, then, then you know, why, you know, why stick it to people? All I could tell you is if you remember on MSC with, when they're, their pizza restaurant, which was a la carte, uh, was completely empty. Why? Because one, you could get free pizza upstairs, and uh, you know people didn't want to spend eighteen dollars for a pizza. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you know it's it's you know you're really kind of sticking it to people. I mean we'll we'll see what happens. The crews on board are great, but you know before you make changes that it's going to cost the passenger more money, you know let, let's see how good the changes are that you implement. Mm-hmm. Back to the specialty restaurants going a la carte. Boy, that fired some people up on the story we did last week. Well, it's a very passionate thing because a lot of people don't want to have to eat in the main dining room. Mm-hmm. Any changes, I mean, where people feel like they're being turned upside down and shaken for everything they got, uh, you know, becomes an issue with people. Yeah. Uh, so, you're, you know, you raise the gratuities, whether it's 50 cents, a dollar, um, that, you know, that, that does set people off. So we don't really hear much or talk about the Crystal Cruises camp here on the show because it's a six-star luxury liner, five-star. But they had some big news on Sunday, including launching an airline. Is this legit? I guess it is, according to their their release. And you know, here's a company that, in its you know 25 years, they've um, debuted three ships. They were very close to heart with uh, the concept. They wanted to provide the very best product they could. Their their ships are the largest in the in the luxury market, uh, holding around 922 to 1,070 passengers, um, you know, 50, 60, 70 thousand tons, and now they're going to try to deliver the Crystal Experience with three new ships at 100 thousand tons each, mm-hmm. um, for a thousand guests each. Um, then you know they're turning around. Hey, you know, we're not only a cruise line. But we're also going to be a riverboat company. Why? Because our passengers, some of our passengers requested that. Then, you know, it's like, hey, you know, I've got a yacht lying around. Why don't we use that? So Crystal's going to have a, a small yacht that they're, they're going to bring on line uh, to do expeditions. Uh, it'll be about 337-foot uh, yacht. And then, you know, hey, you know, why stop there? You know, we might be able to get a... 787 Dreamliner. Uh, we'll get it before most of the other airlines. <laughs> and it's a 300-passenger plane that they'll reconfigure to just carry 60. Mm-hmm. And it'll have nothing to do with cruises. They'll take you around the world in this beautiful 787. Uh, I mean, that, that to me sounds kind of far-fetched. And it really, I think it just dilutes the product. I mean, it's great that you want to grow the brand. It, it, it's a great brand. It's got wonderful history. Um, it's, it's got, uh, it's, it's a terrific, you know, way to experience, uh, the luxury segment and, and they've done very well over the years, mm-hmm. but, you know, to go from a cruise line to an airline slash tour company to a yacht company 
to three, you know, ships, three large ships, 300,000 tons, three 100,000 ton ships, all in the span of just a few years. Uh, that, that's a lot. And you know, we've seen a lot of other companies that couldn't handle it. You mentioned they're going to try to deliver the crystal experience on bigger ships. Do you think they'll be able to deliver? I mean, a lot of companies have not. I mean, you know, when they went to larger sizes, Doug, uh, unfortunately, quality was sacrificed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is, this is a big, this is almost twice the size of a ship that they're accustomed to running. And I mean, they've certainly been bulking up their, their offices, um, and bringing on a lot of good people, but it just, it's, it's a lot for a short period of time and it may be too much too fast. And, uh, you know, all I could tell you is, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. So MSC Cruises just revamped their loyalty program, and the interesting take on this, they're going to match your loyalty status with other cruise lines. So if I'm Platinum with Carnival, I could go in on the same exact level on MSC. Uh, what do you think of this? I kind of call this a name change, but it's an update. They're trying to get uh, more passengers. They're trying to attract, uh, you know, uh, they're trying to pick off some of the past passengers from other lines that have elite status uh, to sail on their one ship that will be, you know, Divina, which will be coming in uh, in November to sail, hopefully year-round for the very first time, mm-hmm. and then prepare for MSC Seaside. So anything that they could do to try to get people to give them a, a shot, uh, they're, they're going to take uh, an opportunity, uh, not to mention, uh, you know, by being a member and being an elite, they are going to give you, you know, all kinds of discounts, including, uh, I think it was about 15% off of, uh, off of sailings. Yeah, definitely. Are are you elite on Princess Stewart? Yes. Okay. So would that entice you as a Princess cruiser to try MSC on that elite level in their loyalty program? No. No. Okay. Just curious. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's. I mean, these are established lines. Uh, the passengers are very uh, loyal to to a lot of these companies, mm-hmm. and there's been tremendous changes made by MSC. But there's a lot of people that are waiting to see and hear and read about uh, future improvements where maybe MSC is going to be you know, delivered at a higher level. All right, fair enough. We'll end on a listener question here. If you have a uh, listener question, just email comments at cruiseradio.net. Uh, the question, Stuart, what's the best way to handle a price drop? We are sailing Allure of the Seas in October, and the price just dropped $125 per person. There's four of us. What should we do? That's a good amount. Hopefully, one, you booked with a travel agent. Call a travel agent on the phone and tell them to, to reduce it. You also maybe look at uh, some upgrades and some other amenities that might be added. If you book direct, well, you know, call them. Hopefully, you know, you're outside the final payment, so there's a good chance that uh, they can do it without making uh, an issue. But uh, one of the things that Royal Caribbean does is that uh, they, they do price protect their sailing. So if they do drop, they'll tell you it's it's only good uh, for new bookings only. Some cruise lines, you know, will tell you that your deposits are non-refundable. So there has to be significant changes in the fares before you know it really becomes worthwhile to make those adjustments. The best thing to do is contact your travel agent, contact Royal Caribbean if you book direct, and uh, request a change before final payment is made. Well, yeah, you just said outside of final payment, but if you were inside of final payment, does that mean that you wouldn't get a category upgrade or refund? No, it depends on how hard you push. Royal Caribbean has been very resistant Mm -hmm. to making pricing adjustment on their bookings once you're inside of final payment. Now, some people, Doug, will say, well, then why would I want to book so far in advance if the price can drop? Well, the quality of cabins, 
the the categories become uh, fewer in number, and you may not be able to get as good a cabin as you wanted. So it's always better to book it in advance and uh, deal with this uh, as you get closer. But certainly make sure that you reassess the pricing and, and current offers before making final payment on any cruise line. All right. Well, if you have any questions for Stuart, just email comments at cruiseradio.net. We've been talking with Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy from cruiseguy.com. Also follow him on Twitter at cruiseguy. Thank you, Stuart. My pleasure, Doug. Have a question for the experts, or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. A well-planned trip is truly a vacation. And at Enchanted Memories Travel, we take the guesswork out of yours. Whether it's a trip to Disney, a cruise, island getaway, or anywhere your dreams take you, Enchanted Memories Travel makes it simple. We'll handle your trip from start to finish with no added fees. Enchanted Memories Travel wants you to make memories, not reservations. Visit EnchantedMem.com for more information. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. This is Cruise Radio. If you got a cruise review, shoot me an email, comments at cruiseradio.net. I'd love to get you on the show here. Tommy just got back from the Grand Celebration, a cruise that uh, goes to Bahamas out of West Palm Beach. Tommy joins us today from Manhattan. What's up, Tommy? Hey, Doug, how are you? Good, man. So uh, let's talk about this this cruise. Normally, you're a cruiser with Norwegian, Royal Caribbean, and Carnival, and now you're hopping on a Bahamas Paradise Cruise Line. Well, give me some pre-cruise thoughts about that. Well, you know, it was interesting. Here's the definition of a cruise addict, to be honest with you. Okay. Ever since I started cruising in 2010 or whatever it was, mm-hmm. I've been ignoring, like, these little vacations I take to visit my land-based friends in Florida. So I figured, you know, through much of, you know, a long time of them just kind of giving me a hard time about never coming to visit anymore because I cruise now. I said, let me book a land-based vacation to Florida so I'll go see my friends in Palm Beach. Now, you know you're a cruise addict when you say, well, it's a four-day trip. Let me see if I could fit a two- or three-day cruise within, <laughs> within that time. Right. So that's what I did. I uh I went down there, and that's, I heard about it through a bunch of – I mean, they, they do have aggressive marketing campaign yeah, they where do. they're calling people and uh, trying to get them to take these $169-a-person cruises. And uh, I knew it, so I looked it up, and uh, it would fit in perfectly. That's, that's why I actually picked that cruise line. This cruise line calls me all the time. I don't know if it's because I live in Florida or close to West Palm Beach, but they say you could cruise for free, just pay port taxes. Did you get that type of deal? No, I think I paid a, fa- uh, a fare. I guess if you call them, uh-huh. I guess you're uh, going to pay. But it was $169 a person plus port charges and taxes. It was like for two people, uh, what was it about? Just over 400 total. Oh, that's not bad at all then. No. So you get down to West Palm Beach because that's where the ship leaves out of. So uh, how was embarkation out of West Palm? It was great. It's funny because I had some mouthwash with me. And, uh, you know, I, like we've talked about before, I like to make sure we drink on the – have a good time and sure. kind of be on the more party end of the cruising. But, uh, you know, there's like a woman. It was pretty informal. There's a woman, one woman standing there at the gate, 
And she's like, just before you get on, yeah, we saw a mouthwash in your bag. Let's see it. Let's see what's in there. So she was like ready for it. She's like takes pride in her job as a gatekeeper to shut people down for those who are trying to smuggle the booze on the boat. So uh, I was she, like, no, nah, I don't have booze this time, but uh, when I come back, I'm going to get you. She's like, we'll see. So she's like a bloodhound then. Exactly. Oh, nice. Now, like I was saying earlier, this ship used to belong to Carnival Cruise Lines as Carnival Celebration, and they sold it a couple of times, and now it's in the hands of this Bahamas Cruise Line. Nine decks, 750 cabins, got the smokestacks still up there like Carnival. Uh, what did you think of it? Well, let me tell you, I did a little bit of research, as you always should do, before mm-hmm. you're going to take any cruise, but... I have to kind of like the theme for this whole review is going to be expectations okay. because honestly, I did not have any expectations. I wanted to get away. I wanted to get a you know quick little trip to the Bahamas. I heard about this cruise line that they call you relentlessly. I know their old ship was like a converted ferry. In my mind, I thought I was going on this friggin' battleship that basically <laughs> just gets you to point A to point B and maybe has some buffet, some sandwiches and stuff like that. So my expectations were low. When I researched it, I was I was a little more surprised. When I got on the ship, I was very surprised in a very positive way. Oh, very nice. So uh, you make your way past the public areas and go to the stateroom. What kind of stateroom did you have? Stateroom was a uh, it was just a uh, ocean view. Ocean view. And what were your impressions of it? It was great. It was um, just they basically has carnival written all over it. The layout, you know, even a little bit of the smell. It's just kind of how you, you knew you were on a carnival ship and had a carnival carnival feel. You were mentioning the buffet and the sandwiches. What did you think of the dining overall? When you walk on the ship, there's just there's no real promenade. It's basically like a you think you're in a hotel lobby. So, mm-hmm. other than that, and maybe a little bit of um, I, I guess some other thing, I guess some other things. The main dining room is like one floor. It's not doesn't have that two floor grandiose feel to it. Mm-hmm. But it was a very very nice room. It was a comfortable room, and the food was great. So was it like good uh, food and good service in the main dining room? Yes, definitely. You know, I just feel like overall on this cruise, yes, like I said, you manage your expectations. You're not getting – I mean, the, the, what was a disaster is the elevator situation. Mm-hmm. There's the stairs in the middle, and you basically – they have the stairs, and they have like one elevator on each side of the staircase that basically can hold maybe, I don't know, six people tops. Mm-hmm. So you're basically taking the stairs any, anywhere you uh, – anywhere you want to go but as far as as it, as it compares to all the other cruise ships i've been on it was surprisingly similar definitely a little outdated you could tell but surprisingly similar i'm just curious do they keep the same decks like carnival has like riviera upper impress no they do not i don't think they keep the same thing they don't have promenade they they have an equinox they have oh, um, I, see, I see it right here mercury uh saturn yeah. okay gotcha how about the food outside the main dining room were there any buffet areas or anything like that yeah, in, in many ways, another reason why I really, really liked this ship, managing my expectations, you had buffet that went on from like, I think it was like, there was two windows. It was like six to nine and then 11 to two. And on on these ships anymore nowadays, you go on them and the buffet is like, eh, you know, you have to really kind of time it right. And then it's, you know, decent food once you time. But they had a full buffet mm-hmm. when you can get anything from Greek food to Italian food to sandwiches to anything and they had it loaded up tasting good clean well maintained a full buffet from yes. 6 to 9 and then 11 to 2 a.m. it was impressive it was great how about the entertainment on board now the entertainment i you know you have to understand this ship the ship the time so like it's basically at the end of the day it is a transportation vehicle i think because really you're getting on the ship at 6 o'clock 
on the first day. Mm-hmm. You're going through the night. You travel at seven knots. You get to the Bahamas, at, and it's Freeport at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then you spend till 6 p.m. in uh, Freeport, and then you're coming back. So it's 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 almost like it's almost like you're you're kind of going in knowing you don't you don't have time. It was what I'm trying to say to do everything sure. that you'd want to do, like on uh, you know two C days from I'm used to two C days there, two C days back two and a half actually, and you get to see and do everything. There are the roving bands that they have on regular cruise ships. There was a comedian. No, he was not funny. Um, <laughs> they have a casino. It's like a little bit of a poor man's casino. But I will say they had a Latin band and the nightclub energy and the atmosphere was great. The one thing I do like about this ship, the fact that it wasn't brand new, they seem to make them all the same now a little bit in certain ways, like as far as the layout. Mm-hmm. I'm at the back bar aft where the bar is, and I'm hearing, you know, just regular music. And all of a sudden I hear a DJ scratching. And I was like, where is that coming from? Is that just a house system? And she's like, upstairs, there's a huge party. And it's late at night, pitch black, whatever. Me and the person I was with just walk upstairs, and there's a DJ with a light show on a full-out AstroTurf lawn, <laughs> almost the size of like half a football field. And there is this upbeat dance party going on directly above you know, aft, the aft end of the ship, usually where there's like a specialty restaurant or yeah. like just whatever it is. <laughs> so that was awesome. And then the other entertainment thing, karaoke on the deck both nights and that is the hit like there's i don't know 75 to 150 people hanging out on the lido deck and just karaoke going all night (laughs) and those are the two places where you know everybody's going to be so entertainment wise i was very very happy with that and not not have the general experience where you know in the bigger ships everybody's kind of like getting lost all over the ship do they use the ship's theater for anything yeah, yeah, yeah. That was where they had the comedian, um, and that okay. was nice too. It had, you know, there was an, it was a nice, spacious kind of. It was a smaller, but it was spacious, and that was where they had the comedian. And I'm sure they had like a, like some sort of a performance early. I had I hadn't seen it, but yeah, they were using it absolutely. Do they offer uh, booze packages? That was the funny part too. You walk on, and before you get on the ship, the guy, you know, I asked that's the question I asked, <laughs> um, and he says, "No, there's no booze package." But here's the deal: you buy the bottles, eighty bucks. You know, for basically what, you know, in our business, you know, we call them call level, which is Jack Daniels, uh, mm-hmm. absolute, that type of level, not the great stuff, but the good stuff. 80 bucks and uh, plus, I guess, $13 tax and gratuity, and you can buy these bottles. And I asked her what she wanted. She said, absolute. I said, I'll take the Jim Beam. And uh, so 160 bucks plus 26, whatever that is. And we can take those bottles wherever we want around the ship, and they basically see you with your bottles. And they say, "Yeah, we're just the, we're like these roving drunks walking around the ship with these bottles. We sit down, we put them at dinner, <laughs> they fill it up with ice, they give us our mixers. So that was pretty convenient. So I mean, we didn't need much more than that. So I guess basically that's their version of the drink packet. How did gratuities work? Yes, I believe it was. Uh, what was it? It ended up being. I think they charged me forty-eight bucks. So it was forty-eight dollars. I can't get a feel for how this cruise or who this cruise targets. Uh, was there kids on this cruise? Is it more of a family thing, a single thing? Yeah, there, there were some kids. Okay. But I was pleasantly surprised about the people like in kind of like, you know, the late 20s to early 40s age group that were there just hanging out. Like mm-hmm. there was groups of, you know, I don't know, 25-year-old girls, groups of, you know, 32-year-old guys walking around and just looking, looking, I guess, to get away for the day. It's probably a cruise that a lot of locals do, and they almost don't even consider it a cruise. Uh, many years ago, I, I did this thing called the Discovery Cruise Line. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Maybe. But that was out of uh, Fort Lauderdale, and that was like they do the same itinerary back and forth every day, and you could stay or whatever you wanted to do. It was just 
it's definitely like a transportation mode ship. But I guess the I guess it's mostly just for locals who are just looking to get a day or two away. A couple of years ago, the reviews on this cruise line was that it was nothing but high pressure marketing tactics, timeshare rentals, and stuff like that. Uh, did you experience anything like that? Zero. No. And I, I was expecting a lot of that. Not only that was I expecting, Doug. I was also expecting like since it's so cheap. I was expecting, like, okay, yeah, you can eat, but, you know, these are the uh, pigs in a blankets for you for free. If you'd like a sandwich, you pay 15 I was expecting a lot of nickel and diming upcharges. None of that either. Yeah, they had the restaurant that you can go into and get the steak and the seafood and stuff, and I think there was, like, a $20 upcharge or something like that. We didn't do that, but it was legitimately like a, a, you, can, you can eat, drink, whatever, as much as you want for the price of the cruise. And it was decently quality enough, again, expectations theme. But um, no, we, you didn't have to sit through anything, no timeshares or anything. What did you do in Freeport? This gets even better, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> we go out, we take a little swim in the, uh, in the ocean a little bit. We're walking around. We went to, I recommend going to uh, Port Lucaya. Mm-hmm. We had, actually had a couple of drinks at Senior Frogs first off the ship. Went to Lucaya and went in the ocean a little bit, met a couple of different couples and stuff like that. And then we walked up to the Arlukaya Resort. Mm-hmm. And maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but I'm going to say it. They basically, you know, we bought a couple of drinks at the bar, which is the resort is all-inclusive. Then we all just started getting along with the people who actually were staying at the resort. The bartenders didn't care. Nobody cared, and they just started giving us drinks on the tab of the uh, people in the resort. And I was like, all right, fine, you, sounds you, good. You can't be so we, uh, we had a great day of, of drinking on the, uh, on the beach. I was also reading where you could take this as a ferry boat over to Freeport if you wanted to and stay there for a couple of days. That's the other thing I was going to mention, too, is that that's the beauty of it. Like, you're, you're kind of almost on, you know, with a few tweets, a low-level, decent cruise ship for, I mean, the price is, is blows you away, and you have full interchangeability. You can come back and go, or you can decide, you know what, here's a hotel at whatever price looks good, and when you book the cruise, you can... Tell them, well, you want to come there this day, and you want to come, and it's going to be based on availability. So you can't just decide. I don't think when you're there, you want to stay. Um, but based on availability and room on the ship, say, okay, yeah, do you have an availability to come back Friday instead of Wednesday? And uh, you can absolutely do that. I mean, that's one of the best features about it. I think. In closing, here, Tommy, do you have any first-time tips for people who maybe are considering sailing, booking this ship? Like I said, I, I definitely have been on my share of regular mainstream cruise lines. I went on this thing thinking it wasn't going to be much, but once I got on, I really, really enjoyed it. The entertainment was set, was was basically, you know, wasn't you don't get that whole, you know, sometimes the itinerary is too much, the whatever you want to call them, the uh, fun times or the freestyle daily. Mm-hmm. There's so much going on, and there's going to be like 16 people here, 20 people. The fact that they don't have a lot of that going on is great because everybody's by the karaoke. Everybody's up by the DJ dancing. Everybody's, you know, goes to the comedy show. Everybody kind of like, it's more communal and everybody's kind of like in the mix where you're feeling like it's, you know, it's always going to be 100, 200 people everywhere you are. In addition, I just feel as though this thing is just something that a lot of people don't know about. Mm -hmm. And if you're ever in the area, I would say it's mostly for locals. And the locals that do take advantage of this definitely won't be sorry. So go in with the right expectation, and you won't be disappointed. A hundred percent, definitely. Okay, gotcha. All right. I mean, if you're a cruise snob, and you know you've your last cruise was the Quantum of the Seas, and uh, you're expecting that, no, you're, you're going to be you're going to be disappointed. Oh, ready for this? Twelve dollars, twenty four hour internet. 
Wow. <laughs> Did you buy it? <laughs> of course. I'm on it. It was a little spotty. It was a little, you know, like any cruise line. It's like, but it doesn't matter. Usually you're pissed off because you're paying more. Right. Because of the fact that, you know, you're, you know your time is your time is dwindling away while you're uh, they're trying to connect but who cares now it's a little slow but $12 24 hours and you're set nice I, I just... uh, and the other thing I did I really did like and I've been on like most of the cruises that maybe I guess were built built in the mid 2000s and they kind of have a lot of the same themes you know where the Lido deck's going to be and you know where the after's going to you know I liked the fact that this ship was a little outdated and it was a little charming because it was almost like you get to experience a ship before they found a way to just make money around every corner. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not the perfect layout for them to capitalize on every room and everything. It was made more for entertainment. The fact that, you know, upstairs, I don't know if that's the best way to build a cruise ship, to right above the aft deck, you walk upstairs where that first sun deck or that specialty restaurant is, to just put a huge field with uh, or astroturf on it, and then you build a stage, and there's a guy DJing, like, updated music, throwing a dance party with lights. I don't know if they're making huge money off of that, but that's the way the ship is laid out the rooms are not constricted the windows are nice and big you know it just it just has a good feel and it was it was kind of refreshing to kind of get a little bit of like a throwback feel to a, to an older ship you know i'm a big fan of those old carnival ships it reminds me uh, like you're cruising in the good old days of cruising if that makes sense that's what did make sense to yeah. me because then that's, that's what i mean about the buffet too like usually like okay you got two and a half hours. If uh, you know all the fish, everything's going. You know, next time we'll be open for late night pizza. See you then. <laughs> Here, it's like they throw out all the food for three hours, six to nine. It's another three hours, all the way up until I guess there used to be like those midnight buffets on cruises and stuff like that. Like it was almost like feeling like that. Like there was a bunch of you know if you if you drank a good amount during the day, which me and my friends have been known to do, mm-hmm. and you want to kind of you know mop it all up with some you know Philly cheesesteak sandwiches or some. Yeah, every, every whatever type of food you'd want, it's right there for you up until two o'clock, eight, two, one or two a.m. Full buffet. Nice. Well, we've been talking with Tommy up in Manhattan about his recent cruise on. Uh, is it called Bahamas Paradise Cruise Line? Uh, you know what? <laughs> I think, yes, I, I think it is. I think I finally actually know that because okay. I was just searching for because I know it was uh, Celebration Cruise Lines, and I guess that's why. Yeah. Uh, they changed it just to name the ship after that, I guess. Sure. So I didn't really know what I was doing until I started getting the emails coming in and said Bahamas. Bahamas uh... Very well. We've been talking with listener Tommy up there in Manhattan, which, by the way, Tommy works at Johnny Utah's up there in Manhattan around 51st, uh, between 5th and 6th, and uh, a really good time and really good food up there. Uh, what would you call that food? Like barbecue? We have a couple of barbecue items, but I would more so, so we don't have a smoker, so I mean, yeah. we have ribs and stuff like that, but I would say it's more... Um, I guess Tex-Mex, Southwest American. What's that website again? I always forget it. Yeah, the website's johnnyutahs.com. We're most famous for uh, our mechanical bull. (laughs) Oh, yes, the mechanical bull. If that place could talk, I'd have to burn it down. Wow, some good times on the uh, mechanical bull there. Tommy, great uh, talking to you, my friend. Look forward to seeing you up in New York soon. You too, Doug. Thank you. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. 
Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. 